Rookie Fever, the show that looks closely at NFL rookie values all year long. With your hosts, Swagzilla Zero G. We can't all be winners. And Mike, the feverish Fidero. never in a vacuum! Nothing is in a vacuum! The Rookie Fever Podcast. We're just having fun and we're working, baby. That's it, baby. Hey, come. Wait, see. Welcome back to Rookie Fever, episode 304. Coming back for more, more, more. Give me that feverish Fidero. This is a great time of year, Swags. We're like turning the calendar, turning the page over to the off season that is Dynasty football. Yeah. And with that said, I mean, we got rookie mistakes and oh, heartaches. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But there is no way, no possible way we could get to that without one thing. And I am here, as always, with the feverish Fenero. Nice. Not quite the excitement we always come into, but we had a, we had a little low there. I like it more like that. Yeah, it's yeah, it seems a little. It, up. it just seems like a little more special. It's just like, well, I can't start the show off without saying this. Twenty twenty three, man, right? Yeah, rocking it. So we've got we we've got the heartaches, rookie mistakes, and mistakes. I was doing some digging for Nero before we hopped onto the show today. Yeah, what kind of digging? At rookies from the twenty twenty two class. Mmm. And I was kind of like, I don't know if I want to use the word surprise, but so in 2021, we had three wide receiver twos or better. And that was Amon Ross St. Brown, Jalen Waddell, and Jamar Chase. 2022, we only had two. And that was Garrett Wilson, wide receiver 21, and Chris Olave, wide receiver 23. And this was in this star-studded wide receiver class. I know we've still got <laughs> Jameson Williams. We've got Drake London. We've got who else? Um, I, I don't know. I don't want to say Sky Moore. <laughs> we've got Pickens. He could wow. he could get into that. Christian Watson. Uh, is he a wide receiver too? I think he might be. Oh boy! If you, take, the, if you take his healthy healthy games, I bet. Well. For the future, though, are you yeah, drafting yeah, him as yeah. a wide receiver too? Well, it's it it goes, dude. It goes back to what I've been saying since Christian Watson's name was uttered. Like, is Aaron Rodgers going to be there or not? I don't know. That was half my problem with the guy. The other half was the raw. But yeah, like I'm, I can't answer that question. I mean, James. Speaking of Jameson Williams, right? Didn't he just ask for uh, Rodgers' jersey and 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 Rodgers throws out there? This one's special. I can't give this jersey to you. What what makes that game special to him? He lost to Detroit. Why is that a special jersey, Swags? Well, is it because he's retiring? I don't know. I don't think he's retiring. It could he's be done. his last game at Lambeau. It, he he mentioned some of his late Sunday night games. He thinks are a little bit more special jerseys, and it's not always that he wants to keep them, but he wants to give it to somebody he cares more about. He mentioned that he's going to get Jameson. I think it makes sense. You know, like Jameson Williams is a fan. Yeah, I hear you. And I think that that's awesome. And we'll see how Aaron Rodgers responds and if he sends him a jersey or not. But it's not like he has a relationship with Jameson Williams or or as if Jameson Williams has done anything special to where – Aaron Rodgers has started to be a fan at this point. He's yeah. he's fast as hell. I like Jameson. I'm not worried about his future, but I get it. Um, that said, Aaron Rodgers is like the Bill Belichick of 
like quarterbacks. He's he's always like leaving you with something that's gonna like stir up some kind of crazy media. Like he's gonna say something, and it's like, well, what what did it mean? Yeah. Was it this or was it this? Well, it also could have been this. Even like with Bill Belichick and Mac Jones and. I don't know. So it's interesting. I think it's a moot point. I don't think it means much, really. I think that we would have went into the offseason with those speculations no matter what. And I think Aaron Rodgers is going to be a Packer. Dude, he's set to make $40 million next year. More than he made this year. And then he makes more than that the following year. Like, yeah, I don't know. That was like, the whole... To the me, whole... feverish... It meant more to me when Jordan Love said he wanted to be traded than when yeah, I than when Rodgers wouldn't give him his jersey. Right. But we'll no, see, makes man. Makes a lot of sense. That, that said, I, I can't say I want to go buy Aaron Rodgers in Dynasty. No. no. He's scary. So there's definitely risk risk involved there. Yep. All coming so, down off a bad year. Then we go to the running backs. 2021 we have the same thing we have Najee as a running back three kind of similar to jamar chase as his wide receiver four we didn't really get that in this class we didn't get to see damian pierce or Brees hall finish so i know it could have been much different mm -hmm. but we got Najee rb3 rb16 was javante and then rb24 elijah mitchell and, and mm. maybe somebody forgotten about at this point elijah mitchell 207 touches 963 yards five touchdowns he had he had twenty tosses thrown his way and he only missed one. <laughs> but then he just wasn't healthy this year. Yeah. And then the running backs this year, we get Kenneth Walker, RB fifteen. Who do you know the other running back to have a thousand yards? Rookie? Tyler Algier. Yeah. I knew you would. RB twenty one. So he kind of finishes similar to that Elijah Mitchell range. Two hundred and touch it two hundred and ten touches, one thousand thirty-five yards, three touchdowns, sixteen for seventeen. Really similar to Elijah Mitchell, hundred and thirty-nine yards, one touchdown. Am I sleeping on Tyler Algier? Because I'm just not like he's not somebody that I, th I think our boy Brandon Lejeune was into Tyler Algier early, as early as I saw anybody, and then he kind of came off him a little bit. We saw Patterson again, right? Yeah, and so, he he had a nice little end to his season, Tyler Elgier. Yeah. He he uh, he almost always had the reins, um, but seemed yep. kind of pedestrian. I want to call it for the first like half, even like ten games, and mm -hmm. then he kind of started to turn it on in the last three or four games of the season. I'm looking at the last four games: twenty eight points, twenty three points, twenty two points, twenty two points, like. You know, and then he's got a seven, an eight, a nine, a five, like before that. Like there's there's some um there's some need need for consistency. I would look at those matchups too and say they just have a nice little run on the way out. Yeah. Um and then we've got the twenty twenty three class coming in. Yeah, that's the one it's I'm worried deep. about. Like some of these guys are are replaceable. Either that or they're gonna find somebody to be their Robin to the Batman or Batman to the Robin. Yep. Maybe a catwoman here and there. <laughs> but take one of those. I don't know, dude. I'm just having trouble buying into Tyler Algier. Yeah, we talked about this last week and I, I'm 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 with you. That's one of those players where if I can move on from him now, um while people are, are still have some hope for him, I think I'm gonna wind up winning that trade, even if it isn't next year. So only two from wide receiver in the top 24 and two 
from the running backs in the top 24. And I think the only ones we can really give like the injury bug to are the running backs. That's yeah. Brees Hall and Damien. Even yep. for me, the Jameson fanboy here, I don't think you can give that to him because you kind of knew that coming in. Correct. Yeah, he was baked in for sure. But yeah, I don't know. So I, I don't know if an arrow. <laughs> Dynasty nerds started to update that 2.0 over there. That would be fantastic. I was just on it. I didn't see an update yet. Man, it looked different to me. Maybe it was just the spot I was looking. Yeah. I also um, forgot my MFL password, so maybe that had something to do with it. Mm. When I when I link my leagues, I was trying to resync because there was a lot of movement in the last month of the season. I wanted to resync. It's fever. And- I don't know what it is, dude. You don't have to look that shit up, though. (laughs) A lot of MFL leagues. (laughs) Fever is the code to save 15% at DynastyNerds.com, however. Very pro move right there. Rookie mistake if you're not using DynastyNerds.com. And we have some more rookie mistakes. I think Fenero brought four to the table, two to the table, and I brought two to the table. Yeah. Fenero, are your rookie mistakes mistakes you feel like you make, you've learned from, or you just see a lot of people making, or... You want to just shoot and tell me your first rookie mistake. My first rookie mistake so, is I'm sorry. my mistake. Fenero, tell them what our rookie mistakes actually are so they know what we're about to do. They're not, like, player-oriented. Right, yeah. So these are strategy mistakes, whether it's something that we observe in the space that others make or our own mistakes. Um, we, we make mistakes, too. Uh, we're not perfect. I think realizing that you make a mistake and learning from it is how you get better in Dynasty, so that's what this segment's about. All right. What you got? So this is something that you have brought up, I think, in the past as one of your rookie mistakes, but I'm bringing it up kind of as a polar opposite to yours. I need to take more shots on running backs late in drafts. I need the rookie drafts. Yes. In rookie drafts, I need to take more late shots. So third and fourth round shots. So in this year, you could have got Pacheco late, Algier late, Brian Robinson late in the third and fourth round, all three 2021 Ramadre Stevenson, Elijah Mitchell, Khalil Herbert, I would love to have Khalil Herbert on a dynasty team right now. Mm, yeah, that's. I mean, I, dude, I'm taking shots on tight ends here. I'm taking shots on yeah, you know, athletic sure. wide receivers here. Where I'm, they're sitting Brian on my Robinson roster. In the third seems juicy. Yeah, well, early third, but they're sitting on my roster. Is my point right? So these mm-hmm. wide receivers are sitting there waiting to find out whether they they were worth that third or fourth round pick, or whether I need to move on from them. We sure. talked a lot about this last week, and that is a roster clogger. Like these are running backs, typically running backs. You're going to know one way or the other within the first season, and and that that's way more likely and way more valuable to me. Plus, when you hit on a running back, whether it's one year or not. Like it, it's it's valuable. Yeah, it doesn't really that matter. Opportunity, yeah, yeah. You, like all those running backs you mentioned, you could absolutely profit on right, right now. I just I need if to you do that to. more. I need to do that more, dude. I, I just look back at this last draft, and I had um, I think a third round pick was uh, Malik Willis, and a fourth was yeah. Jelani Woods. You no, know, dude, I, just, I won't lie because I know you listen to me here and there, and that's one thing I said was kind of go back and look at your drafts through mm-hmm. your leagues. So sure. I've been doing that and you'll skim through even the second round of last year. And especially when you get to the late second round and you're like, Oh, they got doo 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 doo. And then you're like, how did this guy slip here? Like, so there, there, I did see a couple of those guys like that slipping through the cracks, like you mentioned. And a lot of it 
even follows like kind of crummy late second round picks and then those yeah. guys so yeah you're you're onto something there it's those misses that I have in the second round that burn my hole, you know. <laughs> yeah. I never get mad at the misses I have in the third. It's those misses you have in the second when you see, like, that you... I'm trying to think of somebody from, like, 2021 where you would have missed out on, like, allegedly kind of a sleeper at the time, but, like, Amon sure. Ross St. Brown or something like that, you sure. know, like, because where you drafted... you took somebody else. Yeah. Yeah. But, no, I, I, I like Trey that, Trey Sermon, is that one of the names you were going to come up with? Oh, no, Trey Sermon oh, was a maybe. first rounder, right? Maybe, yeah. He it seems like if my memory serves me correctly, like one eleven to yeah two oh three, maybe Sermon. Yeah. But yeah, I, I hear you, dude. I think that's a good one and something to be mindful of if you're in rookie drafts with feverish. Or I maybe leave those running backs for us. <laughs> so do you move them up a little bit? In the second, if you have to, like once you're starting to get to that, that like 207 to say 212 range for show sake, or, or are you trying to just scoop them up with your third? I have an answer for that. And I think anybody who plays Dynasty, I know you and I talk about it a lot. When we're doing these rookie draft or rookie mock drafts, and, and we just know where the line is, that hard line where it's just like, I don't want anybody now. Like, you know what I mean? It's almost mm-hmm. always the mid second. It's not always that way. Every every class is different, but it's right around then. I remember two years ago was the Pat Fryermuth line right around there was the yeah. last guy I was comfortable with. It's after that. I feel like when you're done with that, just start taking running backs. Just start taking running backs. Like I I I just feel like once you get there and you're just kind of throwing your arms up at that point, they just 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 grab yourself some running backs. Finero. Mine is not just rookie related, but it's a rookie mistake. I think that we all make and sometimes lose sight of. And I am trying my hardest and I want you to try your hardest to not buy any players that are currently still in the NFL playoffs. Just stay away from them. See what happens. Let the season ride out. There's plenty of teams that you know more about their health and where they're going into the offseason and anything could happen at this Mm. point. Even Brock Purdy, don't even buy Brock Purdy in the playoffs right now. Like, it's just um, one of those things, man. That, like I said, there's a lot of teams you can still make some moves with. You know how healthy they are. I don't want to be a broken record, but that's the reason I try to avoid it. Yeah, I look at certain teams and running backs and situations and players I want. And I'm thinking like, oh, I'm going to throw this. Oh, and then I'm like, wait. What if, and then you're into the, like the 18 month recovery for, you know what I mean? Yeah. And it's a worst case. Yeah. But they're still playing football while the rest of them are. And you're playing in a game that you, in your head, you're not playing anymore, but shit can still happen. Well, conversely, like I think you're looking at it. Um, I love, I love that outlook. And you made me think of something, uh, for the same exact premise, but a different reason, which would be, Let's say I have, um, let's say I have a piece in the playoffs that I was looking to move mm-hmm. and has a great playoff game or two. There's so many more eyeballs on the playoffs. They're not watching Red Zone anymore. Yeah. They're watching they just end, that yeah. one game. And it's very, I, I've seen it really, really sink in with people when there's a good playoff game from a rookie. I think their value goes up 
at least in the short term, way more than it probably should. It's just another game, but because it's nationally televised and that's what they're watching and that's what everybody's talking about, it's just those one or two games. I think it means a lot. So, so conversely, it could, if you held, if you, if you don't make a trade right now and you yeah. wait for that to happen, you could maybe get a little more. Yep. Yeah. So that, that's my first rookie mistake. That's a great one, dude. That's a great one. And I think I remember you saying something similar to that a couple of years ago. And, uh, that's a writer downer. That's a good one. That's that's a smart, savvy. We'll bring it up move. in twenty twenty four. There you go. Every two years. <laughs> <laughs> so my second one was um, something we talk a lot about on this show, and I want to bring it up again because I I clearly can't do it well enough. So I feel if I bring it up again, I call myself out again. Is this overvaluing landing spots? Mm. It's just taking a landing spot and saying, okay, I liked this player, but now I love them. Or um, I didn't even like this player, but I'm going to look at him now. Like it just, they're, they're just, there, there are too many pitfalls and not enough celebrations using that yeah. to fix it. And I think it's also lazy. I think, I think it's easier to not look at a prospect and not dig into a prospect and not do a rookie fever profile on a prospect and just look at the landing spot and like them, right? That, that's an easy yeah. thing that anybody who plays Dynasty or fantasy football for that matter can do. And that's not a good way to evaluate a player. It just isn't. And things yeah. change so quickly in the NFL anyway. So if you're looking at the landing spot, the quarterback could be gone next year. This could happen. That could happen. You should be looking at talent. You should yeah. be listening to Rookie I mean, Fever and the rookie player profiles and getting yeah. as much knowledge as you can during this offseason. The same thing you just said or kind of did to mine, too. The other flip side to that, too, is then, like, you mentioned Ramondre Stevenson already. And he was a, he was a landing spot guy that hmm. we didn't like just because of it's it's not like – I think like you don't, the part of it is don't listen to like the echo chamber landing spots. Like, Oh, but he's a chief's running back. Remember sure, Jamal Charles, sure. then Kareem Hunt. Like, you know what I mean? And like, he's got Patrick Mahomes, you know, <laughs> like it's always, um, those things. And like the Patriots running backs. And there's always, there's like these certain scenarios or, Oh, the lions suck. Like what up until now, everybody's, Getting in on the Lions, like, and rightfully so, but, but you could still find fantasy points in the Lions lineup. And there are always those, like, broken down scenarios that everybody just, like, beats to death. Yeah. And, and sometimes they're hard to run from. So I think if you can, like, cause you're a smart guy, Fanero, if you can find your own scenarios and, like, if we would have been quicker sure. to Tyreek Hill and what opportunity he was going to have in that offense as well. And, um, and, and look at Tua and how well he's done. Like injuries aside, Tua has the best passer rating in the NFL. Yeah. And Tyreek got to be a part of that. Uh, but instead we wanted to talk about Sky Moore going to the Chiefs. Yeah. And, and not only that, but we wanted to put this rookie. I don't think we did it here. I didn't for sure. But for two new listeners, when I say we, I'm talking about a general population of people that play Dynasty. <laughs> and, and we wanted to put him in, like, even, like, we we made Juju the afterthought. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, how silly. Yep. How silly is that? Yep. It's it's ridiculous. I like yeah. that one, Fernero. Yep. But it happens a lot, though, man, for for good and for bad. I still do it. 
And I think that's, you know, it's kind of like um, if I don't want to forget something, I write it down. So imagine taking Sky Moore over Garrett Wilson. Did anybody do that? Yeah. Uh, I've seen that, dude. Yeah, that's a mistake. This might be controversial. My next rookie mistake I don't want people to make. Holding on to your rookie picks. There, it, it's totally true. Your rookie picks are all going to gain value. I'm, I'm not going to take that away from anything here. But you're going to get to this point where things just change in your league. Things are slowly changing. Your available player pool that you could spend your picks on will change. Your vets that you actually want that are going to put points in your lineup, that pool is going to change because Fenero's going to make a trade for the injured Cooper Cup. With and he's going to get a bargain on him. And now that player got his pick. That pick is now worth more than it was yesterday just because it exchanged hands to somebody that we know wanted it a little bit more than Fenero to that point. I don't even know what the pick is. So now that pick's worth more. It's probably not going anywhere. And like, but anyway, slowly these vets and all these moving parts. You're going to miss out on things if you decide to hold all your picks. I'm speaking more of that, like that range, you know, where it gets more and more questionable, kind of like we even mentioned with some of the, the area you want to take those running backs. Like mm-hmm. I'm saying like maybe even 201, maybe, maybe even 111 on. I don't know, dude. I've gotten so lucky with 111, <laughs> like 110 to 111. I mean, really, like that's where I've got a lot of my Waddle and Metcalf shares of the past, like Justin Jefferson. That's yeah, that's honestly, where I've hit all those guys. Dude. In recent like, history, it's hard to draw the line that early. I agree with you, but you know what I'm saying, kind of yeah. like so. Yeah, maybe we go like even as far as 202. That's when I I think you know? honestly, yeah, I, and and I think on. <sighs> Minor digging here. We got all our profiles to do, and they're coming in February. But um, it's a good class. Don't get yeah. me wrong. Twenty twenty three is a very good class, and it's got it's got it's got some some bona fide quarterbacks in it. We got we got a possibly generational um, running back right here at the top. But the more I look at it, the there's a kinda, lot of misses too. The, li- the, li- the line kind of is where it always is. You yeah. know, it's, it's in that it's in that mid second where we start wondering it's the NFL. It's also because there was a bunch of wide receivers that were supposed to be like really freaking good coming out mm-hmm. in this class that were hurt, that didn't play the whole season, that maybe had a down season before they came in. So now there's like mystery again, right around where there always is, right around where you said, like right yeah. around that 205 area. And, and add on to that in case we don't do a show like this soon, but with those picks while you're moving them, like start moving up in the draft now too. Like, especially oh, like, like that. if you've got like a 304 and a 204, make that a 201. Yeah, Cause you're, that. you're not going to make that happen during your rookie draft. You might think love you will, that. but at that point in your rookie draft, that guy's like, no, my guy's right here. I don't want to wait for spots. He's not yeah. thinking like about Brian Robinson in the third because Fenero mentioned those guys. And I, I think that's great. Like I'm, if I have picks in that range, I'll be trading into drafts to get those guys. But at the same time, like we mentioned all the misses that we have before that too. And rookie drafts are fun, but man, so is getting a ring in the mail, some cash in your pocket, like paying out, being the winner. This year was freaking weird. Um, it was like the least celebrated championship week ever for good reasons. Yeah, I get you though. Yeah. And, um, Debbie Downer for sure. Yeah. So. Fenero won Goats and Bros. Did we mention that? Yeah, you mentioned it last week. Did you win that two out of three years now? Maybe. 
Yeah, actually, I think so. Yeah, I, did, I didn't win actually, last I year. I think so. <laughs> I, got, I got beat to hell last year. Like, I was a bottom four team last year. I don't know how the hell that happened. But, yeah, I think you are right, though. I'd have to go back and look. So, and that's even like for the top range too, like, and there's, for me, like in this trade up, there's a kind of a cutoff point where like, let's just say I don't trust anybody to draft good. So from like 104 to 108, 109, I'm probably not concerned about moving up because you're going to mess up anyway. (laughs) And, but then like, but if I have that 104 and I can add like something you think is sexy, like a... 201 to it to move up a couple spots to me in a startup that's probably 20 spots 30 spots and that is damn well worth it for that pick i'll do that all day i think you start making those moves now i did not win twice in three years i was in the finals in 2020 i did not win Hmm. so there you go so those are our rookie mistakes yeah they're good ones dude you brought it you brought it I like those. I think we both did. We brought the <laughs> heat, the fever. I definitely like those mistakes. Do you have any heartaches? I've got some heartaches, man. <laughs> I've got some heartaches. Hey, but this year, I'm going to be listening a little bit more to Campus Canton. Got yeah, Campus to Canton dot com. Oh hell yeah! I'm going to be all over that. Felix is like, man, you just butchered that. Nah. Play on both sides of the ball, the college and the NFL. But I'm going to be over there a little sooner than I was last year and exactly. checking out some stuff, trying to get better so I don't have as many heartaches. Definitely use Code Fever over there as well to save 10%. I'm going first. Do it. So I wanted to be here to console you. What is your heartache? Our heartaches, like, they had, they, I, I feel like they had to be something that we at least had a little invested in mm, or, or sure. we thought something might happen. Sure. And somebody we haven't really gotten to talk about this year is Trey McBride. Mm. I don't know what to think of his future with Zach Ertz there. If McBride's going to be the next man up or if he gets a shot, I want to think so. He was a little bit banged up. I know we have to be patient with the tight ends, but I, I was kind of a little bit. It's a little bit of a heartache for me that we didn't really get to see much at all of Trey McBride this year. Well, we got to see him um, after Ertz got hurt. Yep. And he wasn't doing much, but he had a late game, I believe. It was either 16 or 17 where he definitely showed up. So I'd have to, I'd have to sniff that out. But I think he had one game, just enough, just enough to give you that little bit. Now for me, Swags, I, I thought this was all baked in. So I didn't get any heartache from Trey McBride because I felt like we knew Ertz was going to be there. The heartache, unless you thought the opportunity after Ertz got hurt wasn't really like all that. Yeah, that's that's some heartache. I'll give you that one. Um, but as far as like as far as this year, I wasn't really expecting much from Trey Bride. I mean, he's tight end forty. <laughs> yeah, well, he didn't play. That's what I mean. Like he didn't play, and I didn't expect him to play. So versus Atlanta, he had ten targets, seven receptions, seventy-eight yards, and a touchdown. Um, I believe that was week seventeen. So that was kind of nice. But uh, <laughs> but he didn't play much, right? He uh, he when he did get a chance to play, that like totally get your your heartache there. But it doesn't look as though six rookie tight ends finished with more fantasy points than him. Yeah, I believe it. I believe it. There's, dude. I think this is. I, like I a, think even if you know a tight end needs some time, that's that's heartache. You're. I think. I, I, 
there, there's heartache with Trey McBride. I don't want to fight you on that. But what I do no, want to yeah, say, good. but what I do want to say is this tight end class is sneaky good. So like, I don't know if it's an indictment that there were six in front of them. I really don't. Like, there's mm-hmm. some there's some really decent tight end prospects in this group, and this is a class that I said before it came out. I was out on tight end. I wasn't going to get Trey McBride because I wasn't going to draft him early enough, and I didn't want anybody else. I said that coming in. I'll admit it. I'll be full on. Yeah. And now I want them. So I are you do. buying? Are you buying Trey McBride? Yeah, I'll buy Trey McBride. Absolutely. I think I would too. Yeah, one hundred percent. What's your heartache? So you're blackened. You're, <laughs> you're gonna hate. You're gonna hate me for this because um, this is a little bit of a mulligan. But my heartaches were by far the Damian Pierce and the Brees Hall injuries. They crushed my Damian Pierce teams. Like I was just riding high with Damian Pierce as my running back three or four, like because I already had running backs, and Damian Pierce just popping in as an RB one on my team was just he was crushing it for me. Yeah. Brees Hall, mm, Brees Hall yeah. crushed a lot of teams too. I get um, it. Though those, I I honestly, my heart could not hurt more than to lose those two pieces, and I wanted to bring up players like David Bell and Jalen Tolbert and Sky Moore, but we talked about them all last week, so I'm hitting the rewind button on this one. My heartache of this year was rookie from 2021 Elijah Moore. Like, that was incredibly painful. Anybody who listens to Rookie Fever knows that Elijah Moore... Elijah Moore's on almost every one of my Dynasty squads, and he wasn't even starting on my teams. Like, he couldn't even sniff. And that is a, that is just... You and I have been very passionate about Elijah Moore, and that that was that was really, really painful for me um, this season to, to just have, like... Just Elijah Moore to sit. He might as well sit on a taxi quad somewhere. He wasn't yeah, ever going to start it. for me. I'm that glad you didn't straight up go with Damian Pierce and Brees Hall because I felt like they were more like examples of little babies I fell in love with. Like, <laughs> they're so cute. And they, I like the way it began. Like, I'm with them, you know? Like, That's cute. You, they have my heart. <laughs> Uh, I'll tell you, man, like I had really, really good teams. Um, oh, and, dude, I hear you, dude. Yes. You know, and it, it's got the heart ripped out of him with Damian Pierce being gone. Yep. Brees Hall. Brees Hall. He's an interesting one. He could be back early, they're saying now. Yeah, I believe it. Brees Hall's a stud. He is. He is. I, well, man, Brees Hall's an interesting one for me. What way? I wish we could have seen him finish the season. Oh, hell yeah. I mean, I think, like, realistically, you start breaking it down. He was RB1, 29% of games played. And we're we're treating him like he was RB1 overall. And you saw what he was going to be still. You see the promise. You know that most of the time he was playing with Zach Wilson. So he's carrying the offense. That's when they were getting all their wins. Now he's injured. And... We've anointed him to something he's never even done one week. Never even done one week, let alone been an RB1 more than 29% of the year. Now, am I saying he's not going to be steady production for your lineup, or I don't want Brees Hall, or that I don't think he's an RB1? I'm not saying that at all. But top five? Let's give this guy some time. I got to slow my roll a little bit here. Like We got ahead of ourselves. He's a stud. I 100% agree. Um, yeah, I don't know, dude. I've been kind of just looking at it. I, I don't, I don't hate it because you do something that a lot of people don't do and they just question 
stuff that we're assumed to be fact. And you dig a little deeper. You know, at one point, Javante Williams was there and then Javante Williams got hurt. You know, we're not talking about his name much anymore, right? Because he got hurt. Um, Now, Brees Hall got hurt. But somehow he gets a mulligan on that, and he's still the RB one in Dynasty. So it's like, well, I mean, maybe again, calm, something maybe he's never done a little bit, never yeah. done in a week. I, and I think, I think that comes from, and I saw a tweet on this recently too. I think that possibly comes from just people being down on running back this year, like just being really let down. Jonathan Taylor, like you know what mm-hmm. I mean, like all these guys that were supposed to be RB ones, is kind of letting us down. And then, um, so I think maybe it's some of that and obviously his youth, like he's so young, but, um, but yeah, no, I, I like that you're questioning that. I like that you're just saying, Hey, look, I'm not saying the guy isn't good. I did. I'm just saying, do, do, do we know what he's going to be? Like, do you know that? And the area right, in the offense you, with that yeah. team, like everything right. all together, who's the quarterback? And let's say let's say he let's say that he does have a great recovery, right? Let's say you know it's ahead of schedule yeah. and Absolutely. all that stuff. It doesn't mean that there isn't some sort of acclimation period on the field, right? Just because he's on there doesn't mean like he doesn't have like a good third of the season where he just doesn't look like himself. Mm-hmm. We've seen that with running backs coming off of injuries. So, well, there's um, a mind to it as well. Like, well, yeah, you're all say, right, yep, but yep, you have to get piece. mentally right. You yep. have to trust your legs again. And something tells me Brees Hall. Paul's going to do that, though. I think he's, so. His, he's got the moxie, man. That guy came young. out and just he, said he's, he's offensive of the year if he stays healthy. Like, he's been uh, – I think I think he'll but, – but to your point, some of that could be even subconscious, right? So, like, you might, you might be on the field and think you're all that and feel all that, but then you just hesitate just a little bit, and you don't even consciously do it. But you're, Or you see the hit coming. Yeah, all that. And, yep. and maybe you slow down yep. just a little so it's not quite as hard. Yep. You got it. But yeah, so man, I like Brees Hall. I have Brees Hall on a decent amount of teams. If I go to trade Brees Hall to you, I don't hit send because I'm a little nervous, dude. You know what I mean? Like, I'm like, okay, you know, I'll do this, this, and this. And like, ah, maybe instead I'll try to get that player with this player. That's all. <laughs> like, awesome. I hear you. I hear you. Nah, and, and, and I get that too. And that, that actually, like, means more to me that you're questioning it as well, but you still also know, like, just the enormous upside that he holds. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. But but a lot of guys do. Sure. Like 100%. you said about Taylor, you know, and like... A lot who of guys you... that didn't have that injury. Yeah. <laughs> Imagine sleeping on Josh Jacobs three years in a row. Yeah. Josh Jacobs. I mean, shoot, Fenero, like, I traded right after Barkley got hurt the first, like, a couple years ago. I think mm-hmm. it was 2020-ish, right? Yeah, that sounds right. Yep, absolutely. I traded him right after that for Jacobs and a plus and a plus. Yeah, I'm sure. And was called ridiculous. Jacobs has outscored him every year since. Yep. I don't think he does that next year. Probably Okay, not. I think Barkley's the, the talent there. But I put more points into my lineup. That's not even talking about the plus. I'll, I can go back and see what the plus was. Sure. I put more points in my pl- lineup over the last three years just because of Josh Jacobs. And at the time it looked foolish. Yeah. And that was because like I got rid of that high valued injured player that had a lot of time to recover and then like the comfort to get. And that was Saquon Barkley. Like if Saquon Barkley like was a, a week or I know not, uh, Brees Hall is not a week removed from that, but like if you hadn't seen 
Barkley hit the field, you would think he was dog. You know, he's he's got that drive. You know, he's going to do it. We want to believe that. Mm-hmm. So bad, you know, but uh, I don't know. So maybe maybe have to wait a little bit longer than we want to on Brees to, to really give you the points. I don't mean to be on the field because people are going to get excited. That's another thing for Nero. We got to get away from Brees. But there's also this time period that's going to be in, into the off season that you're going to be able to trade Brees Hall easier and probably get more. And mm-hmm. I don't think it's today, but I, I don't know, dude. I don't know. It's a, We'll have to talk about this some more. Yeah, that's a great topic. Brees Hall did break our hearts. And like, look at all, like, man, you can't have betrayal with uh, without trust. <laughs> and I trusted him. And, and uh, honestly, like, maybe maybe look at Jonathan Taylor, right, who – who we now are down on or and when I say we I mean the you know just the community in general and why can't that be Brees Hall? Yeah. Why why can't that happen to him one year? Like a lot of a lot of Jonathan like so Jonathan Taylor, yes, he was banged up here and there this year, but he didn't have a he didn't have a Brees Hall like injury. So so Brees Hall's dealing with that. And then the Jets do suck a little. <laughs> you know what I mean? So there 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 there's gonna be other problems for Brees Hall next mm-hmm. year. It's not like it's not like Jonathan Taylor happened because of Jonathan Taylor. Like there's a lot of people who play on that football field with Jonathan Taylor. So like there's things like that too. Yep. So, you know, and and he's not on he's not on a team we get really really excited about. Um I think that goes against uh Brees Hall and his recovery and whether that's mental and physical or both. Like there's a lot that gets wrapped into that. So, mm-hmm. you know, I think I think you're okay to to question his his immediate RB1 status. You're okay to think about things differently than right. everybody. Right. <laughs> No, I think I think that's your. If 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 anyone comes away from any <laughs> podcast you've ever done and at least leaves with that, I think you'd be a happier man. Kind of. Yeah, I do. Truly then everybody will, but then everybody will start being like, everybody needs to think different. <laughs> then everybody will be doing the same thing again. <laughs> <laughs> can't Damn it, Fenero. Can't win. Heartaches. Do you have more heartaches? Is it my turn? I think it's my turn. I got one more. All right. What you I'm got? rewinding again. Oh. Did you see how much more on point I was for that one? I was going to bring it like, up. I was like, oh, oh. I was going to bring it up. If you, if, you omit, if you omit the O, it would have been seamless. <laughs> so a guy that I was sitting on that I was feeling like this is going to be his year where his value peaks Rashad Bateman. I know that you do not own a lot of Rashad Bateman, but I have shares and I was excited to see what he could do this year as the wide receiver one for Baltimore with Marquise Brown going on to the Cardinals. I was excited. I was here for it. I had my tickets to the show. Now I wonder if he's a sell. Mm. Wait and see who the quarterback is. They might get a quarterback. That's a good point. Oh, man. Did I just tell you to hold the fictional hold? (laughs) (laughs) I don't think Bateman can lose value as he's getting healthy. No, I think you're safe. I think you're safe. I agree. I feel like the value is still there. I feel people are high on hope still with him, right? He gets the injury mulligan, right? I feel like... What he was this past off season, he is again this off season. So if I wanted to get out, I feel like I could sell him and 
I don't know. Maybe get Elijah I think Moore. You get out. I think can I get, get Elijah out. Moore? Can I get Elijah Moore plus? I think you can, and I and I think that um, you're thinking with your heart. I don't know if that's good. I don't <laughs> mind it though. I don't mind it. But the thing with Bateman, I think that Bateman is going to be Bateman's the better wide receiver at this point. But he's always going to be banged up, dude. He showed us that his first two seasons already, yep. and he was that was some concerns coming into the draft already. True, true. So we've seen that happen. Yes, like things can change. Man, I think you could get Elijah Moore plus. I think I can too. I think that Garrett Wilson is stud, and the until they have a quarterback that can support that cast, right. Um, you might as well go get Corey Davis at the discount instead of Elijah Moore, mm. and that hurts. Mm, that 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 was a painful thing you just said. That's the sad truth. Yeah, that's a very painful thing you just Corey said. Corey Davis is going to be on that team too. Oh, so, the things change in the NFL. Elijah Moore was looking for a trade at the end of that season. What what if Elijah Moore? What if Elijah Moore find, found a new home? Yeah. Do you, do you believe in the talent? I do. Maybe it's a wait. Maybe it's a longer wait. I believe in but, the talent. But what am I leaving in Bateman? I don't know. I've waited two years now. I haven't seen shit. Yeah, I don't hate it. I think that um, what you I, need to do is think you want of the me plus. to buy what something is that else. Plus, yeah, and you is want that me to a buy second? something else. I don't know. Yeah. It's so good, Elijah Moore in a second. Yeah, I feel like that's. I feel like that's. If I got that, I would probably do it tomorrow. Well, Elijah I think you should try it and yeah, bring it back to the show. That. Yeah. Okay. I almost did it, and the reason it's a, it's reason one of the reasons it's in here is I wanted to shoot it your way. That's why I had it handy because I I almost pulled the trigger on it. So guess what? After this show, I'm going to pull the trigger on it. Yeah, give it a try. Yeah. So my heartbreak, another heartbreak, and we alluded to him a little bit in the show, but it's Jameson. I thought we'd see a little bit more mm. from him again. Like yeah, you, you could, you if were- you look back at highlights. And and I don't know if you call them highlights. If you look at his snaps and his routes, he was open a lot. He is getting open. He's fast. It uh it was it was disappointing to see some of the balls that hit the ground from Jared Goff when I was watching it, to be honest with you. Mm. And I like what Jared Goff did this year. Jared Goff is going to have to learn to throw to a wide receiver that fast. Or Jameson Williams is going to have to learn to start hooking back for the ball. I think... Dude, he's fast. Yeah, he's very fast. I think like that's He's good. getting so open. I think that's all going to work itself out. I really do. Um, I think that's going to work itself out. Still, I wanted to see more for Nero, and I yeah. do agree with you. He, he, he was, he's a heartache. Even when he finally did hit the field, which I know was several games after you wanted him to... His snap share was really small. I think it was like 20%, 25%. But then when he was out there, they tried to give him the ball, to your point. I know, I know you're watching this, so I know you know all this, but for listeners who don't, like, I think that, I think that's just working a guy in from not having an offseason, not having, I think, and he did have another touchdown called back. Yeah. I think all that stuff works itself out. I'm not worried about golf and him connecting with Jameson Williams. Sounds like Detroit's committed. Yeah, I like it, dude. Yeah. I, I, golf's one of my guys. Golf and Kirk Cousins have been on so many of my Superflex teams. As long as those guys succeed, I get to keep, you know, my, my, you know, my third QB on these teams and it makes me very happy. It's these, uh, these Derek cars, which are also on a lot Finero, of my teams that are concerning me. I think you have to sell Kirk Cousins now. Yeah, maybe, right? He's like 34, or 35. <laughs> He's, 
You know, not everybody's going to play into the sunset like Tom Brady. No, this is very true. This is very true. Even, I mean, they just, it just ends. Like, it's tough though. Like, isn't everybody thinking the same thing with that though? Like, what are you really going to get? Feel like he's him, better on my roster for as long as he can stay there. You take him to the Justin Jefferson team and you oh, figure something that out. That is a nice connection. I won't lie about Let's that. See, P- stacks are popular these yeah. days. And then these days, <laughs> back in the day, back in my day when I was, was drafting Isaiah fish. Spiller, <laughs> Isaiah Spiller is a heartache for me still. And I think I'm going to just hold. To be honest with you, because you can't get squat for him. And kind of like you said about some of those running backs, even the ones that don't hit throughout the second and third round that you get, like sometimes all they need is the opportunity. And then you can, you'll know if and when you can start them and or trade them. But Isaiah Spiller was a, I've eaten some crow on the show about Isaiah Spiller, but he still hurts my heart a little bit. Uh, I actually figured you were going to bring him up. Like he's, uh, He's uh, maybe the equivalent to my Zamir White. I don't mm. own any Spiller, but it feels a lot like Zamir White. Um, there was a lot of talk with, you know, Jacobs playing tons of downs in the preseason games, not giving him the fifth-year option, blah, 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 blah. And, you know, all, all this might still come true, right? Like Josh Jacobs might walk, and maybe Zamir White does get an opportunity. But I didn't even get to see a blink of it this yeah. season, and neither did you. You didn't get to see shit either. Like, that's right. that's a rough place and- to be. And even like we said, to be fair, we want to be fair to the show and like our guys too. Just like we said about Tyler Algier, who wasn't really our guy. This is a deep draft class. Like if Zamir White or doesn't work out, you know, and Josh Jacobs does walk, like, man, there's a free agent market and. Yep. Ah. Yeah. I hear you. I wonder like if how players feel about the Raiders like how does Devontae Adams outside of being professional feel about the Raiders how does Josh Jacobs feel about the Raiders like how did they feel about Derek Carr like we know how Adams felt but I don't know it's a weird yeah. situation yeah there seems to be a lot of turmoil over there I think that probably eats into players to answer your question I think players want to be on like franchises where there aren't a bunch of questions like that yeah feverish yo how many seconds do you need to tell them what we're doing next week on the show? 30? Go. All right. We are doing what you all know and hope or are anticipating we're going to be doing. We're doing those Rocademy Award nominations. Might be changing the categories up a tiny bit, but your favorites will all be there. We'll do the nominations next week. Then we'll throw a bunch of polls out there. Let you guys vote as well. We're going to probably be a big heavy vote, but we want to hear from you as well. Get those polls filled in throughout the week and then the following week we'll announce the winners that was beautiful the countdown cheese helped. and rice <laughs> that was at art mark tv on the twitterverse i am at swagzilla zero g and even at rookie fever on twitter 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 <laughs> without the blue check mark man block as many ads as you can on twitter black block like everything that's not fantasy football related it slowly gets better. Oh, but nice. then you start to wonder, like, man, how much is my time worth? Because I've yeah. spent more than $8 blocking people, <laughs> like, worth of time. You know that what I a, mean? That is a really... pro tip, though. I like it. But it's slowly, like, you slowly start to see your friends again. <laughs> <laughs>
Like, dude, it's so lame now. Like, you'll see a bunch of stuff that, like, it kind of catches you and draws you into. But that's not important. We are at Rookie Fever, and we're freaking out. Rookie Fever. When you kiss me, fever when you hold me tight. Fever in the morning, fever all through the night. Sun lights up the daytime, moon lights up the night. I light up when you call my name, and you're gone, gonna treat you right. Rookie fever. When you kiss me, One-on-one scouting is never done this to be going run I told you anyone size speech just on real landing spot Not ideal wait what's this break out a full rookie fever stage Romeo loved Juliet Juliet she felt the same When he pulled his arms around her He said Julie baby you're my friend I will give a fever When we kiss it Fever without planning you Fever Cause I got the fever, now you got the fever, so she got the fever, and he got the fever, no cure for the fever, so let's feed the fever, thank God for the fever, thank God for the fever. Fever, 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 fever,